There have been many movements throughout all of history where God has come to pour out his spirit upon his people. There have been times and there's been seasons where the spirit has moved and there's been revivals and there's been amazing things that God has indeed done in generations past. But I want to submit to you that God is doing something new. God is doing something that is both new and very old at the same time. He's restoring spirit and truth worship back to his people. That worship, that ancient worship, because 2000 years ago, Yeshua, Jesus spoke about it and said, a time is coming where my people will worship me in spirit and in truth. And corruptions have entered the world and the enemy has battled. The enemy has tried to keep this from God's people at all costs, because if this was to erupt in the people of God, it's game over. Because this, and, and this is why this was such a big deal for Yeshua to share with that Samaritan woman and with us all today. See, brothers and sisters, God is raising a generation. He is raising a people that is not going to repeat the errors of the past. There has been times when amazing things have happened, where God has poured out amazing things on his people, but then corruptions entered, errors entered. And some and, and we have seen growth. We have seen many, uh, you know, the body as a whole has grown throughout the ages. But at the same time, there is baggage. There is traditions and teachings of men on all sides and in many denominations that God wants to unhinge us from. And I want to submit to you that we are standing in the midst of something great and wonderful. I just came back from uh, last weekend. We had a meeting called Rise Up in a little town, which I've never really heard about before, called Mansfield in Missouri. It's in the middle of nowhere and it's surrounded by a couple of small towns. There's not a lot going on. But for some reason, we held this meeting and people flew from across the United States to become a part of this meeting. The, the people within that area came, but then we had people fly from Oregon. We had people fly from North Carolina. We had people from from Georgia, from Tennessee and from even further t states. And you have to ask yourself, like, what's going on? Why was there over 500 people attending this weekend in this little town? Because there was spirit and truth worship. There was a call back. There was a call to freedom. There was deliverance. There was casting out demons. There was healing of the sick. We saw kids, youth praying for kids. We saw kids praying for their parents. We saw kids healing and seeing miracles through their own hands. We saw parents laying hands and blessing their kids. We had actually a time of evangelism where people went out into the city from this conference after being trained up and they went in, and, and I'll just tell you, like when I went with my wife out, we struggled to find people who haven't like we literally went out trying to find someone to minister to. And our challenge was, how do we find someone who someone else from the conference hasn't reached before us? Because that town was reached. 
We had baptisms that were so powerful. People were saying, I've never seen baptisms this powerful before because the restoration of baptism was preached and people understood what baptism is when they went into the water. I can go on and on and on about the miracles and the things that happened. And we will probably we will be releasing videos about that in the coming weeks. But I want to submit to you, brothers and sisters, that that even though I'm so excited about this, right, I'm, I'm, I'm like in my mind is like I'm in heaven, right? At the same time, I want to bring us all back down for a moment here because, you know, there's so much to be excited about, but then there's so much to be cautious about. Because if you know anything about the kingdom of God and how God works and how what the enemy does is whenever there is great victory, whenever there's great breakthrough, whenever God is doing something in his people, the enemy wants to make plans. And as I was even standing at this conference, even as I was in between the things that were happening, the, the Lord was speaking to my heart and putting a, a caution in my heart. And today I want to share a little bit about that with you. And uh, I want to share just in general, what's next? What is it that we need to look out for going forward? See, we have these two movements in the world right now. If you don't know about it, it's the truth movement and there's a spirit movement. There is a, re a restoration and a reformation of truth, obedience to God's instructions, the restoration of the, his Sabbath, his feast days and his commandments. Right. That is happening. Some people are seeing that other people are not. We have on the other side a restoration, a revival of the Holy Spirit. People are are casting out demons. People are being restored to the healing of the sick. People are being restored to all the ordinary things that are supposed to be ordinary for believers as they were in the first century. Some of some people are interested and on board of that. Others are not. There is right now a gap. There is a movement here, a movement there. They are typically not together, working together, and sometimes even in great opposition to one another because they don't like what the others have. They are very focused on what God has shown them on each of these ends, but they don't see what God has shown the other group, which is just as important of an element. You see, you can't worship in truth without the spirit. You can't worship in spirit without the truth. We've tried that, got the t-shirt. It doesn't work. This is what God is doing. Spirit and truth worship. He's bringing things together. And that means that these two groups are going to need to humble up. They're going to need to be like, you know what? I need to admit that there's things that I don't know. And I might even have to learn that from those who I have in past times thought, I don't agree with you guys on everything. God is calling his people into humility and that humility will be required for this to go forward. There will be a restoration of the spiritual gifts walking in the spirit. There will be a restoration of the first of our first love back to us to proclaim the gospel and share Yeshua of everyone we meet. There will be a restoration for the love of for God's law that we that each believer ought to have. There, and with all of these things, there will be a restoration of family and fellowship. Because family and fellowship, true family and fellowship, that is true love binding it all together has been lacking because it cannot truly be fulfilled in the ways that Yeshua intends without spirit and truth worship. So now you can look at this. You can look at a, a conference like we just had, like Rise Up was. And, and you have to ask yourself a question and rightfully so. What's going to be different about this? 
What's going to be different about this? Because it, it, it kind of looks like some things that have happened in the past, right? We've had kind of like revivals in the past, right? Things where people are, are coming forward, bowing down. Brothers and sisters, I saw people at the first night coming forward. And as we called repentance, preach repentance and preach this simple gospel, we saw people running forward, getting on their face and knees and, and giving, renewing their relationship with God and even giving their lives to God for the first time. We saw people in repentance, right? Like, and this is what God is wanting to do is he wants to bring about. This is not just like Holy Spirit. This is not just Torah. This is repentance and people are going to are required to walk in absolute holiness. This movement, look, you, you know, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, I'm not a gatekeeper to anything that God does, but I am going to say that you need to have a passion for absolute holiness. Hypocrisy is not welcome in this move of the Lord. Hypocrisy is not here to stay. Hypocrisy is being kicked out by God as I speak right now. There is going to be people who have been lowered. We see them. They have been lowered. God has humbled them. God has teared down even ministries that have been built on hypocrisies. And he's going to do that even more so to make room for what he's bringing about now. And so if you're a ministry and you're built on hypocrisies, you've got sin in the closet. You've got undealt with things and you want to move forward in this, I say, back off, back away, go and repent of your sins, go and turn away from those things that you have in past movements, try to get away with. You have tried to build up a, a, a ministry for yourself. You've tried to build a kingdom for yourself. You've tried to build something for yourself and you've tried to use what God is doing for yourself. I say, back off, Back off. You're not welcome in this place. You're not welcome in this move of the Lord. God is going to do something more ferociously. He is not going to allow. You see, he's had such grace on his people in past times. He has had even grace on those who had selfish game. He has had grace on those who have had sin in the closet and sin on one hand while trying to do ministry on the other. I tell you that that period of grace is coming to an end and he will lower you. And if you do not heed my warning to lower yourself voluntarily and humble yourself before the Lord voluntarily, then he will lower you and you will be ridiculed before all because all of your sins will be exposed. You call this a prophecy, call it a prophecy. Your sins will be exposed. God is calling and raising a generation that will no longer tolerate. Listen to me. They will no longer tolerate unrepentant habitual sin in spiritual leaderships. We will, it will no longer be tolerated. And if I may, I know my younger brothers and sisters, this young generation that the Lord is, is raising this youth that he is putting afar. And I know that they and I can speak for them when I say this, that we will not tolerate the sins of our forefathers anymore. And, you know, brothers and sisters, here's the thing, you know, I, I have I have great honor and great respect. If you've ever spoken to me 
and you're an elder, I have the greatest honor. I have the greatest respect for you. And I have and and, and, the, and, I, and the Lord has commanded me to honor you. And I do. But there has been unclean things. And I think we can all agree there has been things in generations past. I'm not just talking. I'm not talking about one generation. I'm talking about in generations past. There has been sins and there has been issues. And I think that we can all come together and say we don't want to have a part in, in that anymore. We That is no longer supposed to be in God's people. And I see a movement of youth who are sick and tired of it. They're sick and tired of that. And they're like, we want to move forward and we're not going to tolerate sin anymore. We are going to have accountability. We are going to actually support one another. And when we fall, pick one another up, but we're not going to hide away because pride wants us to do that. We're going to be vulnerable with one another about these things and our shortcomings. And if we fall and we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to minister freedom when we fall instead of hiding it, instead of trying to keep it captive away from the eyes of others, because that's where the enemy comes after us. This move of integrity that the Holy Spirit is bringing about and in in commanding of his people is going to sift out a certain type of person. Listen to me carefully. And I've been hinting at this so far, but you need to understand that there has been in this move in this movement, there has been people who have been gatherers of knowledge. Listen carefully. There has been leaders. There has been teachers. There has been ministry people who work in ministry, who their ministry has been to gather knowledge. And there's nothing wrong with gathering knowledge. We are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. But the problem is, is that this gathering of knowledge has been in hope to always discover the next big thing in order to monetize it, in order to use it for your personal ministry or your personal gain of whatever nature. And see, let me say there's a next big thing on the block right now. There is something that the Lord is doing right now. And it is storming this. It is going to be storming the truth movement and the spirit movement independently. But I'm telling you that if you're going to be someone who's like, you're looking at this and you're thinking about how you can apply this to your ministry so that you can build something, get behind me. Get behind me, Satan. Because ultimately, this is what Yeshua spoke to Peter when Peter was more concerned with his own desires and what he wanted above what the kingdom of God was going after, what Yeshua was going after. And in the same way, the enemy is trying to build up in people themselves so that they can build some. They can think I can build something for myself with what God is doing here. I am warning you. I am warning you about this. That if you touch this, your hand will be cut off from the Lord. He will remove his spirit from you. Unlike in, in in past times, he's had grace, but there's coming consequence that you will not be able to grasp until it comes to your doorstep. See, there's been there's this knowledge of the spirit. We think that we can learn about the Holy Spirit 
And it can come to our, and, and, and it's, it's just about what we gather in our heads. But what God is calling is a walking in the spirit. Not just a, what you learn intellectually, but what you walk out. And this is what he is calling a people who will not just gather knowledge and sell knowledge. A people who will not just gather knowledge in order to build something, but a people who walk this out. And when you walk this out, instead of just preaching it, then you will have integrity. You will have holiness and you will be welcome in what the Lord is doing. And you will have the fruits of the spirit. Now, brothers and sisters, I, I want to make very clear that, that as I'm saying all of this, I want my, my heart has been for, for eight plus years now to share what I have been sharing on my, hearts, my heart for other leaders and other ministries to see it and to run with it with all of their hearts. That is my, that is my greatest art. This is not about, this is not about anything that I'm trying to push on my own. Like I, I trust me, you can ask my wife, like I'm burnt out all the time, but trying to do things myself. I need people to come and be and, and partner and, and go even independently of me, you know, and just push ahead and run ahead with what God is giving us in this movement but uh, let me say this i will not allow the prideful to corrupt what we are talking about here today and this is what the lord wants he's saying keep your hands off what i'm doing here prideful you will not get your dirty hands on this with your corruptions that is the, 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 the voice of the Lord in this. And if you have the Holy Spirit in you, I want you to go into the chat of this right now, into the live stream. And I want you to say, I, I, I confirm this is what the Lord is saying to me. If you feel like this is what the Lord is speaking, go and write it because I want the witnesses of other prophets in the chat because that's what the Lord told us to do. The sons of Sceva tried to cast out demons while they were still in bondage. And the demons jump them. This is what this is the same thing, brothers and sisters. Ultimately, I want to submit to you. This is the same thing that the Lord is saying is don't don't come into this and try and do this before you take the first step, which is get your house clean first. Get your relationship with the Lord right. Get deliverance into yourself, into your own household. Get free so that you can be used in what the Lord is doing. And do not be a Simon the sorcerer. I want to read this to you, brothers and sisters. Acts 8.21, Peter t- tells Simon the sorcerer, you have neither part nor lot in this matter. What matter? This move of God. You have neither part nor lot in this move of the Lord, this Holy Spirit he has poured out upon us for your heart is not right with God, Peter says. Then he says, repent, therefore, of this wickedness of yours and pray that the, to the Lord that if possible, the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. Because here's what's at risk. If you try and go with wrongful intents, you will make young ones stumble. 
And I want to read to you what the Lord spoke about this in Matthew 18, verse 4. And he said this. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the death of the seas. Brothers and sisters, this is what God wants. He wants all all of us to become childlike. See, this is why the youth is going to grab a hold of this and run with it. And they are. And we saw that at this conference, the youth were dancing to the to the to the light of night to the Lord, worshiping him and running with this into the streets to strangers and telling them about their Lord. And they were on fire for this, even more sometimes so than the parents. But see, God is calling all now to become like those youth, to become childlike. Now, next thing I want to talk about that, that what this is going to be about is this move of the Lord is going to be a move of order. It's going to be a move of God where the spiritual gifts are welcomed. They are they are. We are not going to quench the Holy Spirit in our fellowships, churches, movements anymore. But we are also going to have order. We're going to actually follow the protocols that Paul laid out for us about, say, the gift of tongues or the gift of prophecy and so forth. And see, that's that balance. We're going to make room for his gifts and we're going to have order at the same time. But at the same time, also, we're going to have room for growth pains. We're going to allow people who are who are new to the spiritual gifts and the Holy Spirit to make mistakes. And we're going to create an environment in our fellowships and in our churches that is an environment that allows his people to explore their spiritual gifts safely, keeping each other accountable, but at the same time, understanding that they're going to make mistakes, you know, understanding, having grace that just like the the disciples, they try to cast out the demon, right? And they couldn't. And in Yeshua, he corrected them. He said, you need to pray and fast more. It's because of your little faith. So there was a, a harsh, you know, a, a straight to the point, let me say, correction there. But at the same time, he had great grace for them, even in the mistakes that they had to make as they were learning. And so the disciples were allowed to make mistakes by Yeshua, even had to have unbelief. But he had grace on them. And that's what we're going to do. We're not going to, because there was a mistake made, throw our hands up in the air and quench the spirit. We're going to have protocols that create a safe environment and have grace when things go wrong. And we're going to retain unity in our struggles. Even when we have disagreements, we are going to sit down and love one another because that's what the spirit does. He binds us together in love. Next. We are going to take this, what God is putting in us, and it's not going to just be an event. It's not just going to be the the conference that's in town or the the meeting at church that's happening this Saturday or Sunday. It's going to become our lifestyles. Past revivals have sometimes fallen and let me say burned out rather. 
because it has only lasted as long as the preacher is on the stage. And the excitement has died down because the people of God have not made ensure that this fire is continuously being, been, been nurtured and word is been put on that fire continuously. That's what God needs of us for us to retain this and for us to have it continue in our lives. And that responsibility falls on you, my brother and my dear sister, to look to the Lord. Next, we're not going to allow lawlessness. We're not going to allow lawlessness in our midst. And I'm speaking to both those who have a great passion for the truth and who come from that side of everything where you, you, you love his law and so on. But sometimes we get so focused on those passions and that law that we love, that one or two commandments that we are so passionate about, that we, we lose sight of the fact that there's a whole lot of other things that God wants us to focus on. And sometimes we use those one or two commandments to elevate ourselves above our brothers and sisters who may not see those yet. And so then we point the finger at them because, well, why don't you do what I have seen here? And we point the finger, but we don't see that it's there's something so much more that God wants us to do. And that is to walk out a walk of spirit and truth. And if we did that, instead of just focusing on the Sabbath or just focusing on the feast days or just focusing on the spiritual gifts or just focusing on speaking in tongues or just focusing on this or that passion that you have. If you have a more rounded, balanced walk, people will get hungry because they will see Yeshua in you because that is the walk of Yeshua. Yeshua once spoke to me and said, PD, you know, years ago, he spoke to me and said, PD, you know, you're passionate about this or that one thing. But let me tell you, there's so much more that you fail in that you need to see. And when I saw that and I was able to become more humble and realizing I'm not, I haven't arrived. And that allows me to become more open and gracious to others because I recognize even myself, I am in need of such help from my Father, from Yeshua, from the Holy Spirit. And in the same time, those who are on the other side, very passionate for his Holy Spirit, do not fall into this lawlessness. Be beware of this lawlessness because of an ignorance of the scriptures and a lack of fear of God. It is so easy to fall into one extremist, one extreme or the other. To fall into truth, 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 worship or spirit, 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 worship. And lose sight of the other balance, balance, balance is what God is calling his people to. And if we lose that balance, we lose at all and we will be back at square one. And that needs to be nurtured. Next, I want to talk about you. Know, we're talking about a bunch of things, brothers and sisters, but this is all in one. The video about what we need to keep in mind regarding moving forward with this movement. Next, I want to talk about children and kids. Children need to be allowed a personal relationship with Yeshua. Now, I know that that sounds kind of obvious. I know that that sounds kind of like, yeah, we, we know this, but Many parents are keeping their parents from Yeshua because they do not allow their kids or they do not. They are too scared for their own children's sake to allow their kids to walk in the Holy Spirit. Matthew 19, verse 13. I want to read this to you. 
And then the children were brought to Yeshua that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people. Yeshua said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he lays, laid his hands on them and went away. And you can ask me, Petey, well, what do you mean? You know, who's, who's hindering, right? How have we hindered our children? We have hindered them by the yokes of religious works without inspiring relationship in them. It's not just about telling them about this and that religious work they need to do, this and that law they need to keep, this and that lifestyle they need to follow, this and that behavior they need to have. We can have all of that and and I'm not against it. I'm not against righteous instruction, but without inspiring relationship within your kids, with the one who can actually enable them to be obedient and who can put the fire in them they need to be obedient without that it is in vain it is in vain they need a it is without relationship with Yeshua no one will see the father and no one will be able to even walk like Yeshua did it is more about just telling them what they're doing wrong and pointing the finger at what they're doing wrong it's about laying hands on them and blessing them laying hands on them and blessing your children and I'm serious I'm literal laying hands on them and blessing your children. And they're not just about sharing judgment, not just share about sharing them what's even right and wrong to do. Or, you know, that is what the law does. It tells us what is right and wrong to do. And it points the finger at us all, right? This is what we're doing wrong. This is what we're doing wrong. And sometimes we can even force, try and force our children to do the right thing through manipulation or, or you know, guilt tripping them or, or whatever, right? We're, we're telling them and, and it sounds all good, kind of, you know, it sounds like, well, I'm just trying to teach my child to do the right thing. And, and that's fair enough. But Yeshua, what he did is he always shared, not just, he, he didn't, sh- he said, I did not come to judge I came, and if I may even paraphrase, he came to restore people back into relationship with the Father. And that is what we must do with our children and with others. You must first and foremostly be there to restore relationship and to, to nurture their relationship with the Father. And when you do that through a demonstration of the Holy Spirit, because you need His Spirit to do this, you need His Spirit, you realize the reliance on His Spirit. And then there is this love of the Spirit in and through you. Then what you will naturally do is you will encourage them to go to Yeshua personally. See, one thing I always am so appreciative of, of my, my mom did. I remember once my mom, me and my brother, we were, we, we had this entertainment form of entertainment. We were watching something, right? And, and we were young and my mom came to us one day and she's just like, you know, this, this thing you guys are watching and, you know, uh, you know, I, I'll be honest. My, I feel like, you know, it's not, it's, it's maybe not Yeshua's desire, but you know what? I want both of you to go to him and ask him you know, what does he think about this? Does he want you to do to do this, to to look at this and, and so on? You know, this this entertainment that you guys are, are looking at. And and you know what? I remember I'm like, and she was so gracious, so loving. She didn't just come in there, point the finger and say, what are you doing? You you shouldn't do this. This is witchcraft and this is this and this is that. No, this she did it in that sense, that love. Right. And and that way of of trying to breach the gap of actually pointing us to the father. 
in this. And so I remember she, I was like, wow. And I actually went and I, and I, and I just felt this conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I, and I actually decided in my own heart to, to stop, stop partaking in it. Not because of what my mom said. Like it wasn't because my mom said, don't do that. It was because of the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And because my mom pointed me to the Holy Spirit and pointed me to the Lord to go and actually pursue his heart behind all of this. And, and I want to ask you, dear parent, are you actually reuniting your children with the father? Or are you just there to point the finger at what they're doing wrong with using his law? This is a huge question. And I want you to really think about this because this will be the difference between your parents having a relationship with the father and having a relationship with a rule book. And the Torah is holy, righteous, good, perfect. Hallelujah that we have it. But I have I'm supposed to have a relationship with the father, not just relationship with rules. You see what I'm saying? You get my heart. As, as wonderful and righteous as his instructions and his rulings are, my relationship is with the Father, not with the rule itself. You see what I'm saying? The rule is something that is, wow, God, this is your heart for what you want me to do. Amen. Let me do that. But, my, but I don't follow the rule because I have a relationship with the rule. I follow the rule because I have a relationship with Yeshua. Come on. Say amen in the chat here. There is something deeper that we need to see. And this is what our kids need to see. That there is a, a relationship that they can have, but they won't see a dear parent if you don't have one. And that is that is a part of this revival is that parents, and I see this, I'm not just talking about youth. This is not a revival. This is not a, a, a movement that's just for the youth. This is a movement for all. And the parents are, are have responsibility and the youth have responsibility. We're all in this together. And that's why I've, I've taken some time to speak to the youth today. I'm taking some time to speak to the parents today. But we have to see that this there's a lot on the line here. Because God is putting a fire and, and, and dear youth, let me, let me speak about the youth here for a moment. God is putting a fire in the youth in a way that is going to be very unconventional. There, if you go onto the street and you speak to the youth, many of the unbelieving youth even, and they will tell you they're sick of the hypocrisy in religious leaderships and in religious parents and in religious people. They, they will tell you about how they saw people preach one thing and live another way. But God is going to use all of that hatred for hypocrisy and he's going to turn it around for good. Hallelujah. In the youth, he's going to turn it around for good because the youth or when they encounter their creator, they're going to have that fire and that hatred for evil that they witnessed. That hatred for hypocrisy that they witnessed in those that have gone before them and they will not be hypocrites. They will not repeat those same sins. They will that that hatred for those evil will now be replaced with a uh, will be replaced with a fire for the father that is the eternal one. And it is going and, and see, you see what we need really 
is a sacrifice. We need to make a sacrifice. Yeshua has made a sacrifice and now he is calling all of us. This is no matter who you are, young or old, young men, old men. You see, that's what this revival, this this restoration is for. In Acts chapter, uh, in Acts chapter 2, Peter writes and he quotes the prophet Joel. And this revival is for the old men, the young men, the dreams, the visions. All of it is going to be for the old and the young and all of them. But it's going to mean that we need to make true sacrifice of our prideful hearts. So, brothers and sisters, I want to I want to ask you to consider what I'm about to share with you. I I shared I received from our Rise Up uh, conference meeting a report of a a young man, 16 years old, who did receive one such vision from the Lord. Regarding, and I believe very connected to everything that I've been saying in this message here tonight. And I want you to hear what, what he said he saw in this vision. He said on the stage, he saw a bit of stage with pastors and, and preachers and worship teams. And he saw a, a large crowd of people. And it says that he says all the people in the room, however, were bowing down and worshiping those on the stage. Then I saw clouds in the clouds. I saw a room and the room was a throne. I saw something I can't explain, but I knew instantly that it was where God was dwelling. And then I began hearing a voice. I knew that it was God. I heard. Why are they bowing down and worshiping them? I am over here. See, brothers, sisters, I love this vision that he received. He said he he saw it so clearly. It was like he was in a movie. And I, I believe that this is all very, very connected because these youth, they will not stand for repeating the sins of their forefathers, their, the generations past. They will not be the ones to stand on the stage and build something for themselves using what God has gifted them in order to build the kingdom of God. They will be like, see, it's inevitable sometimes that people will look to the people who's on a stage who God has gifted and has raised as leaderships. The, the people even fell down to the apostles saying, you have been sent by the gods. You are a God, aren't you? Right. You've been sent by this and that. God. And they fell on their knees and they said, we are but servants. There is a one true God who has sent us. See, that's the difference between an apostle sent by God and someone who receives that praise of men gladly. And see that in the moment that that starts happening, like this, these people who are who are worshiping those on the stage. See, it is the responsibility of us to come and say, we will not, we will not use what God has given us and build us ourselves something. See, God is going to build ministries. Don't get me wrong. God is going to build ministries. God's going to raise up leaders. God's going to raise up servants. He's going to raise up people who is going to bring about revivals in their towns and cities. And he, and there is hierarchy in God's kingdom. I am not against that. I, that is what he does. That is how he works. He, his sovereign will raises young men and old men and, and young women and old women alike. He uses whoever, whoever he wants to use. Okay, so this is not a message against that. But what you have to understand is that he is raising a certain type of leader. 
And if you are raised as a leader, be careful with what he is entrusting you and ensure that all the people that he he entrusts into your hands are directed to worship the one true God. That whenever there is a clap, whenever there is a praise, that your hand goes straight into the air in praise of the Father and that you take none of it for yourself. That is what I want us to consider as I end this message off with. That is the call of our Lord for this thing that he is giving us. And this is going to be upon us. What will we do? What will we decide to do with what he is given us? And so lastly, I believe that this is a call to introspection for all people listening to this. What are we going to do when God brings this to our doorstep? How are we going to use it? What kingdom will we build? That is going to be the question, brothers and sisters, that I want to leave with you here tonight. And uh, I just, uh, before I end off in prayer, I want to just read a few in the chat um, dedicated to Yah, say, may we only worship, may we only bow down to the El- to Elohim to be living sacrifices. Amen to that. Uh, Shana said, that's why this move of the spirit has to come with true fear of the Lord. Amen, Shana. Thank you. I praise God for that. Uh, Amy said, this is so needed. Thank you for hearing the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Uh, Rex said, it's time that we hate sin. It's time to know that Yeshua has set us free. Amen, Rex. Amy said, stop worshiping men. Worship him who saves. Amen. Um, I want to read another one here. It's that we all, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lar, and and sultry in symptom with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set. Yes, it is the same. It's like that story where you know uh, King Nebuchadnezzar gave that commandment, and the question is: is who will you worship? Um, so Megan said revival broke out at Asbury in Kentucky, still going on. The Holy Spirit is moving. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Megan, for sharing that on Facebook. I really appreciate that. I believe that what happened in Missouri last weekend was not just something about Missouri. Of course, like God was doing something and is doing something all over. The John 17 Project said on YouTube, if we all choose to start at Square one which is walking like Messiah. We become an example in the midst of the body. Amen. Amen. Marissa said, forgive me for being a hypocrite and harming my testimony to the youth and my life. God, Marissa, thank you for that humility, you know, there and you are not alone. I believe that God is calling repentance right now in this in the, on this topic of of our our testimony and our um, um, how we have been, how we have lived our lives to the youth. Um, Lisa Reen said, wow, that is good advice regarding how to approach our kids. I probably would have pointed out the wrongs. She is three years old now, so I would definitely take note of this. Praise God. It's never too late. So, you know, and, and we all make mistakes. We all will make mistakes, but there's grace and there's time and, and let's, Let's looking forward, 
have our eyes on how can we have our kids be restored to that relationship with the father. Okay. So brothers and sisters, I want to just uh, pray for us all here. Um, and um, as we as we end this off and let's make this a very serious prayer from all our hearts on our knees just to the father saying, Lord, God, come and make do something different. Oh, Lord. <laughs> God, we need you to move and do something different and we need to be a people that is different. We don't want to do something that is what has been repeated in past time with errors. Father, help us. Help us. We need your spirit to help us, O oh Lord, to be aware of the wolves that will come in and try and cause destruction upon what you're doing. Help us to give us, Lord, I pray for a discerning spirit in your people like never before that they will recognize those false ministers, even those ministers who proclaim truths, but do it for their own gain. I pray that you would put eyes to see in your youth and old alike to see through right through those people, Lord. Father, I pray, God, at the same time, Lord, that you would put a contrite heart, a humble heart, a meek heart in all of us that we would be able to take what you give us in humility, not to build our own thing, but to build your kingdom. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would come and build ministries, <laughs> to come and build families, but ministries and families that are humble and on fire for you and concerned most of your kingdom. God, I thank you for what you did in Missouri, Lord. And I know, Lord, that, that was just a, a little prototype of what you want to do all over America and Europe and China and Africa, all of Asia <laughs> and all the other ends of the earth, even the far remote islands. Father, I pray, God, that you would take this and spread it like you spread this. Lord, you only needed a few disciples. And Father, I know, Lord, that we even... We feel like a few. We who see the spirit and true worship you've given us, we, we, are, we, we are like but a few in comparison to this world. But Lord, I pray that you would come and do with us, the few, what you did in the disciples, that they would be a people, O Lord, that we would be a people, O Lord, who would have a fire start and spread because it was by the movings, power of your spirit, miracles, that overturned Rome and not without any compromise for your truth, without any hypocrisy. I pray that you would give wisdom to parents about how to raise your children for this, this season and this generation that he's raising. I pray, Lord, for the youth and you would give them dreams and visions that you would raise them, O oh Lord. I pray, God, that you would let them see your goodness and the love that you carry and have always carried, and that you are a, that you just Yeshua, as you said, I have come, I have come with, 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 as, as love, that you have come, Lord, not to just point fingers, Lord, but to say, forgive them, Lord, they don't know what they're doing. Father, I pray that you would bring conviction of sin 
and judgment and righteousness in your people. But Lord, I pray, I thank you for the love that you put in your people. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit upon all who's listening to this right now. I pray, Lord, you would put words of knowledge, words of wisdom, discerning of spirits. You put healings, that their hands would be hands of healings. That they would have speaking in tongues put inside of their mouths. The tongues of many people, with the tongues of many people, you will speak to this world, O Lord. You will speak in tongues through your people. You will give this, you will give interpretation of tongues. Father, I thank you that you will pour our gift of miracles as I speak upon your people. Father, I thank you, O God, that you will give them gifts of wisdom and gifts of faith. Uh, They will have great wisdom like never before over the matters of your kingdom. And when there is crossroads and decisions to be made, Lord, I thank you, God, that you will give them great faith, O God, that they will not, they will not be even like the disciples who sometimes had a lack of faith when confronted by demons. But Father, I thank you that they will have the gift of faith to confront the most demonic of the demonic and that they will not fear because you've given them authority over every unclean spirit and work of the devil. And then, as you said, they nothing shall hurt you. As I quote the scriptures, he said, I give you all authority over all the works of the devil and nothing shall hurt you. Father, I thank you, Lord. For your mercies, your grace, in the name of Yeshua. Brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining me here today. Please, I request of you humbly that you share this video. If you feel like the Holy Spirit is speaking today to his people, share this video far and wide. Share it to your pastor, share it to your fellowship, share it to your friends, share it to your family. Share it with all who have an ear to hear what the Lord is doing and what the Spirit is speaking, because this is imperative. We can't just get excited about what he's doing without realizing that the enemy is always up to something, but the Lord is a step ahead. But we need to be aware of what the Lord is doing and where he is calling us. God, I pray. I just want to pray. I feel one more thing here. Lord, I pray that you would put a spirit of prophecy upon your people, that they would prophesy and that they would know, oh God, what you put in their mouths and that they would know that they know that they know that it is you, your spirit that is speaking, oh Lord, in the name of Yeshua. So brothers and sisters, please share this video far and wide. I thank you. I praise him. And I, uh, I let you go in his grace and his mercy. If this message has blessed you, share it. Shalom, shalom.